This is Generation Education. Join educator Ruth Baynott Mondays at 11 a.m. as she explores modern parenting, physical, emotional, and social development from pregnancy through adulthood. Mondays at 11 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. Good morning, I'm Ruth Baynott and this is Generation Education on 101.9 High FM. We've got a really jam-packed show today, and I'm actually going to jump straight into it. We're going to be talking about children and responsibility, and how do we teach children to be responsible? And we're going to be focusing, first of all, on money and kids, and then later on in the show, we're going to chat about kids and pets. And even though they do sound actually very different, basically at the end of the day, it's about how do we teach them about being responsible? And on the line with me this morning, I have got Menachem Kay. Menachem is a husband, father, and CEO of Octagon Financial Services. He proactively steers the company towards achieving financial prosperity and growth for both Octagon clients and its shareholders. Good morning, Menachem. Good morning to you, Ruth, and good morning to your listeners. Thank you. So, Menachem, we're chatting about kids and money. And first of all, I want to ask you, how do we teach our kids about being responsible with money? Ruth, I think it's a brilliant question. And I was listening to your introduction, and you were speaking about the fact you're going to be speaking about pets afterwards. And I think it's not really about responsibility about money, because money is different value to different people. But it's more about consciousness. It's more about the idea that something has a value. Just like we... we understand and love our animals because our animals are live beings. Money is not a live being, but it has an attributable value. And I think in order to teach children financial responsibility, I think it's important that people understand or children understand what the value of money is. And my example is if if you send a 10-year-old child to go buy themselves a cauldron and you give them 50 rand, Some children have no clue. Most children have no clue what the cauldron costs. And so when they're given 50 rand, they have no clue what change should be. They have no consciousness of what the value of the Coke is and what the value of the 50 rand is. And that's where it becomes very important. If a child understood that 50 rand is equal to three Cokes and therefore he should basically get two thirds of his money back, then he understands the value of money. First of all, where you are buying three Cokes for 50 Rand, I'd like, I'd also like to find out from you, because what you're essentially talking about there is the, the maths and the value in terms of if you get 50 Rand, you should get exchange back. To take that further and to actually say, right, at what age can you start saying to kids, we need to put money aside to save? And how do we go about doing that? Is there some sort of savings account? Should that be using piggy banks or what would be your advice? Wow, that's an excellent question. And I think we've got to first accept that the subjectivity to that. Every family is different. People attribute different value to money, but it's not really so much as the value of money, so much the value of understanding. Many families, the way I was brought up and the way I brought my children up is, is to start saving from as young as possible. I think, Ruth, the real question is, to some children, the value of money doesn't have enough of an attributable value. And so in order to create value, you've got to show them that this money is accumulating and that their actions, if they spend their pocket money too quickly, then their the money won't grow. And if they are able to save it, it will. And today, you know, Ruth, I was, you and I will remember in the old days, 
or talking about 30, 40 years ago, stand, <laughs> standing in line at the thing. Yes, yes, of course. I think 30 or 40 years ago is very kind to you and me. So, um, you know, you, you would remember standing in line and waiting for your bank book to be signed. That was a very different day. Today, a kid can go onto an app and see that his mom and dad has given him 200 rands or 300 rands, whatever, his pocket money. And they've spent 100 rands and they've got 200. If they haven't, that 300 rands accumulated with a bit of interest. And they can actually quite clearly see that. And so um, understanding that the cause and effect of action, I think is very, very important that kids understand that. I, th I think the difficulty from a parenting standpoint is the same when it comes to dieting or any one of these other issues. Challenge. You don't want to make your child no. obsessed about something. You touched on something very interesting, pocket money. And when we come back, we're going to actually be chatting with Menachem about pocket money, about teenagers, and about their legal age of being able to be financially responsible. So all that and more when we come back. This is Generation Education. Join educator Ruth Baynott Mondays at 11 a.m. as she explores modern parenting, physical, emotional, and social development from pregnancy through adulthood. Mondays at 11 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. Right, and we've got Menachem K. on the line. We are discussing kids and money. My name is Ruth Baynard, and you're listening to Generation Education. So, Menachem, we were chatting earlier about kids and the value of money, and we were touching on the subject of pocket money. Can we expand on that further? So, I mean, pocket money is the oldest way of, of trying to teach your children money, and it's obviously I still think it's the best way because every child is different. You get those children who, you know, they've always got money. They've always got a bit of money stashed in their cell phone pouch or something like that. They've always got something saved. And the other kids, no matter what you give them, it doesn't make a difference how much you give them, they find a way of spending it. And um, and we're all parents and we all understand that it's difficult to train uh, children. It's it's not There's no quick fix for that. But I think the way of doing so is to create an attributable value to this money. I mean, think about it from, from a kid's perspective. You've got to put 300 rand in that child's account. And if that account, that child doesn't understand what 300 rands is, well, what's going to stop them from spending money because they don't understand the value of money? So the amount of money that, that each parent gives their child as pocket money is entirely subjective. Teaching your children the value of money, that I think is a lot more user-friendly and something that we can take away and say, well, if my child understands that, that if they go out for a coffee with their friends and the coffee costs, let me guess, 25, 30 rands, whatever it is. <laughs> um, then, and, and they know, then, then they know what their coffee is and they, and they, they're not able to, to budget accordingly. So let's discuss budgeting for a moment and, and it will help understand where pocket money is. I think each parent needs to decide what the pocket money is for. Some parents say, I'm going to pay you a pocket money. I'm going to give you money for pocket money, but that's all your, your jaw money. You want to go out with your friends to a club on Saturday night. You want to go out for friends with coffee for a meal. All of that must come out of this pocket money. And other parents feel, no, I'll cover that, but this money is more for, I don't know, Ray-Bans versus cheaper glasses, whatever the story is. So uh, for each family has to have that. But, but right. how does a child innately understand? Some children do, but how do most children yes. innately and understand suppose, the value of money? I suppose it is a way, giving pocket money is almost a way for kids to start actually learning about spending and about investing and as they get older um, and they become teenagers it's about once again being responsible and what I wanted to get onto is to ask you in terms of teenagers what age legally are they allowed to be in control of their own finances 
only from the age of 18. So let's discuss that in terms of what the options are. They are legally in charge of their own finances from when they're 18. But you and I will remember from the early days, we had the Bob T account from what was then Barclays, then that became First National Bank. We had the Bob T account. And all banks today have an account specifically designed for juniors. They're pretty cool looking cards and you know it's very cool for the kids and they normally have very, very low fees. Fees is a very big issue and one should watch that very, very carefully um, because fees can eat away at any savings account. Um, but, but the answer is 18. But in terms of when you should start saving for your, for your children and helping your children save is as early as possible. The earlier, the better. And then from a budgeting standpoint, you touched on that earlier. I just want to go to, go to that. So what I try teach with my own children and when other people come to me for the same question is the same as you and I do in our homes. We know what our salary package is and we know what our expenses are. We try to divide them by each other. So we say, well, if they're 31 days in the month and I have X amount of money, I'm divided by 31 days. And if I overspend, well, I'm going to be short at the end of the month, right now. And children need to understand that as well. So when your child goes on a Cape Town December holiday or if they go, if you're going to give them 300 rands or whatever it is for the month, they need to understand that if they spend too much up front, they're going to be short for the rest of the month. And unfortunately, uh, um, teenagers in particular struggle with cause and consequence. It's not bad children who study with cause and consequence. It's one of the characteristics of being a teenager. All teenagers really st- struggle with that. And so it's our job, I think, to help our children understand. Spend too much up front. You're not going to have enough. And it's not about making children paranoid about money or paranoid about spending. It's about explaining to them the cause and consequence of spending and saving. Right. And final question, Menachem, and something I think most parents are wondering. Um, we've got kids, and I suppose it doesn't really matter age-wise, but I'm going to look at it from these kids now, these current matriculants, where parents think to themselves, we need to start some sort of investment for them or get some sort of RA going for them. What can you advise to parents? What can they actually get going for their kids so that going into the future and long term, there's something set up that they can continue? At the age of 17 or 18, I think that's a brilliant time to start saving for the longer term future. A retirement annuity is definitely not the product. That's more a product for a person who's earning an income and is looking for ways to reduce their taxation. And an endowment is the old, is the older way of doing it. And I'd also be quite against that. I think a regular unit trust contribution. Um, and there are some terrific unit trusts out there. Watch the costs. Cost of unit trust can be punitive and ask your broker to help you understand the costs because you shouldn't really be paying them any cost. And there are also a lot of direct sites that you can go on directly. You don't even have to use an advisor. And you remember, whatever you can afford per month, it just it, it's really simple mathematics. So a person puts 500 rands away, and that's 6,000 rand. doesn't sound like a lot of money, but why don't you multiply it over 10 years with growth? That's real money. And the objective is, of course, is to help your child understand um, the value of money, and for you to be contributing towards their future as well. I don't think there's a, an early enough stage. Many parents, and I would advise this, from the day that a child is born, we should start saving for their future. Of course, we're worried about the education. If God forbid something happens to us, how are we going to pay for the education? But in terms of saving for their future and giving them a start in life, I think from the very day your child is born, you should be saving. And um, as soon as they're older, Ruth, you know, and, and to your point, Ruth, um, as soon as a child is money conscious or is able to cognitively understand what it is that you're doing. And I would think that's a long, lot before 18. I think it's more like 12 or 13. Start explaining to the kid, bring the kid involved in the conversation. 
Many children have no interest in money. That's great. But let them be conscious of the fact that there's a savings account for them, that you're contributing to them, and that they and that you're helping to build their future. And when they have spare money, you say to them, you know, you've got two or three or five or 10,000 rands for your birthday. Why don't you contribute some of that into your savings account? And my last point, which is a point that I, I really is quite passionate about me, is charity. It is a beautiful concept. It helps us understand the value of money. A previous chairman of, of the shul that I go to, Sidham Shul, used to have the most beautiful custom. When a boy stood up there for his bar mitzvah, and he's giving us aliyah, this gentleman would say to him, I want you to give a donation. Not from your mom's money. Not from your dad's money, but from your money. You're going to get money if you're a mitzvah. Give the shul 18 rands. Let the child understand that charity is so endemic to our culture and so absolutely important going forward. And it helps understand the value of money too. I absolutely love that. Menachem, thank you so much for chatting to us. It really makes so much financial sense. And for sharing all of that info, as well as trying to give away our ages there. <laughs> Thank you so much mm. for chatting. <laughs> You're welcome. Have a good day. Thanks, Menachem. You too.